following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. Oh, and happy Saturday, everybody. Or should I say happy insert day here, depending on when you're listening to it. It doesn't make much sense, though, if you're listening to it after today. Because all these games will be done, but you never know. That is the dynamic nature of time for podcasts in the realm of podcasts. Anyway, Rich Eggy here, Chris Eggy down in Florida. Hey, How are you, kid? Good. Well, I usually would say this is the best weekend of football in the calendar year or in the NFL calendar year, uh, seeing that you get the four best games or what should be two days, two games on each day. But that was based on the wild card always having, um, you know, less games. Now the wild card, you get the dual three games a day for two days. It's pretty strong, so I don't know if this is the best day of football anymore, but historically speaking, the divisional round, usually the best day of football that there was, or days, and here we are here in 2021, the 2020 calendar year. You ready for today's games or what, my brother? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, the Ravens-Bills game is going to be incredible. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, I, I, probably the best game that there is, although it's still a, a pretty strong set of games. Obviously, looking back at last week, we were nick so good on the uh, prediction front as our bets and our picks we're uh, kind of in the toilet. Uh, I did a little bit better than you, but not uh, not by much. But then again, sharps were bad, tickets were bad. Um, it was just a, uh, a, a a tough week of football last week, and we got probably the best. I guess I would have liked to see in Pittsburgh this week instead of uh, the Browns. Yeah, for sure. But you know, there's a silver lining to everything, and by the Browns winning you have an AFC championship game of Chiefs versus the Ravens still alive. And I think that's what a lot of people want to see. No? That 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 that's the uh, game. Yeah, I I don't think I mean Bill's Chiefs would still be a good game, but I think Ravens Chief is still I mean that's been like a an arch rivalry now for what, two years, three years? Yeah, well, I, I guess the flip side would have been you would have had Chiefs, Ravens today, great game, but then you're going to have Chiefs versus the winner of the Bills Steelers in next week, and I don't know. I guess Chiefs Steelers might have generated the most eyeballs, but I still think the the game that people want to see is Chiefs Ravens. Right, the Ravens still have a little juice. Yeah, Ravens. Ravens are playing really, really. I mean, the Bills have been playing really well too. They just, they almost, they almost blew it last week against the Colts. But I mean, I'm rewatching it, that game right now, and they were up 24-10 going into the fourth quarter. 
I mean, yeah, that yeah, should have yeah. been easy cover. Yeah, they that should have been. I mean, that that was a screw job, but I mean, whatever. Their defense obviously not as strong as one would like uh, this far in the season, but it's what it is. Um, but yeah, so you stay alive with the uh, Steelers' loss while the terrible towel fans are still crying in their milk. But you do get the Chiefs Raven game still alive, or Chiefs Bills, kind of the best of both worlds. So what happened with your picks last week? Ugh, ugly kid. Ugh. Well, the, Ra- the Ravens covered right. Ravens covered the flat the the single bet, and the Steelers did not. So that evened out that. And then, man, my the Steelers threw a wrench in my. Parlay and my and my tease that that crushed me. Steelers add to, crushed. Add to the Seahawks. Seahawks as well. Yeah, I mean the Steelers just they were just all. Uh, I, I had the Steelers in every bet. Like they were my pick of the week, and they just uh, that was that sucked. Yeah, they they screwed up everything in mine. So last week going in uh, to the weekend, Chris's bets were a parlay and tease featuring the same four teams. Bills, Hawks, Ravens, Steelers. The Hawks and the Steelers lost outright. Um, the Bills lost the parlay but won the tees. But it didn't matter because the Hawks and Steelers lost. Then you went Ravens straight up. That was a win. Steelers straight up. That was a loss. Me, on the flip side, I only did one parlay. That was Steelers, Seahawks. That lost both of those outright. And it's funny. We'll get to it later. But uh, two, two home, the two favorites to lose. And uh, that was my parlay. You couldn't have made it more wrong. And then I had the Bills, Bucks, Saints, and Steelers in the parlay or in the tees, and obviously the Steelers lost. So um, we weren't. But I, I mean, tickets, sharps, money. Nobody was over five hundred. Everybody was under. So, and we'll do a recap in a hot second. But just a tough week of football. Did you watch all the games? It's just funny how you go. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's funny how. And now I understand, like, why, you know, it's important to have numerous game series, right? Like they do in the NBA and they do in the in the uh, Major League Baseball and NHL. It's just, like, opening play, opening drive of the game, they, they Steelers, dude, hikes it over his head, and, like, it's 7 nothing, and then 3 and out, and Brown score again, and it's 14 nothing. You know, it's like— Well, that game was play, over before it started. I know, and it's like you play those two teams against each other in meaningful games with all players involved in a month span, right? And the the Steelers probably win three of those games. Like the Steelers were a better team; they really, they just they were completely agree. I, I mean, I, I agree. It would be ideal in, in a ideal world, it's, it, right? Ideal in an ideal world, but a, you know, I, stupid. You are a stupid <laughs> asshole. Yes, thanks. Uh, so. I, Anyway, in an ideal world, you would like to have best of series. Obviously, yeah. football, you just can't yeah. do it. So You just can't do it. You just right. can't do it. But it, it would be cool if, if one day they came up with something like it. But I think, I, I think that that is the appeal of both the NFL postseason and the NCAA tournament. Right, 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 right. Is exactly. that anything can happen, and so even though – you really shouldn't be in the building with the other team. Uh, you know, things could go your way and you could be victorious. So everybody's into it. Um, and you yeah. get that in the NFL. And last week you saw it. 
you know, Cleveland turned around and really just uh, <laughs> blew the Steelers out of their own building. So here's my question to you out of the gate is why is Mike Tomlin and Pete Carroll still coaching in this league? I mean, maybe not coaching in this league. That's a little harsh. But why are they still the coaches of those two teams? Uh, well, we kind of argued about this via text message during that game. I, I don't know. Personally, that was the worst call I've seen Mike Tomlin make in, I don't know, 10 years. Like, and how do you not- We're discussing the fourth and one uh, punt. Yeah, fourth and one from the 50 with uh, 10 minutes left in the game down by 13 points. What are you doing? <laughs> Who does well, that? Like, what was the clock again? The clock was a lot of time, right? Almost 10, if not over? It was like it was nine minutes and something second, nine minutes and 42 seconds or something. But well, you st- their you defense still had been playing well. You know what? They screwed up by not kicking a freaking extra point, and you decided you had to go for two. And because you went for two and didn't get it, you were down by thirteen instead of being down by eleven. Right, and that was the and that was for anybody following at home. That was I, I really can't stand any of the announcers that are doing these games at this point. There are a couple uh-huh. of good guys, but for the most part, these guys are all retreads or just super old and are way past their prime. And what's funny is that a lot of these guys got their you know made their bones in their twenties and thirties. Uh, when they got these gigs, and now they're into their 70s, and there is just no new life in the broadcasting realm. That said, Al Michaels continually fucks up on these games. And last week, on that play you're talking about, he said, oh, well, by the book, you got to go for you gotta go for uh, one here, and they kick the extra point. He comes back from break, and somebody else has told him in his ear, hey, you know, Al, uh, just a heads up, you should have actually went for the two. Two, yeah. Right, and then he comes back and he was like, oh, you know, uh, obviously a lot of time left in the game, but you should have went by two there because it would have made 11. It was like, ow, what the, come on. Get the F out of here, dude. (laughs) You know, I I mean, just eat your your crow. But anyway, but that was the play you're talking about. Yeah, so screw up by Tomlin there, and then I think the punt is arguable. Um, because I, you could have went either way. With I, their defense was playing well, Cleveland's offense wasn't. So you get better field position. Maybe make Mayfield makes a a mistake, but it didn't turn out that way. It just went all downhill as soon as they punted that ball, and that was the end of the game. So anyway, but again, my point with Tomlin is, I mean, you want him as the coach of your Steeler fan. I think you can probably ride it out until Ben's gone. And then as soon as Ben's gone, maybe bring in some new blood with a new quarterback. Just package it too. I guess. He's just done nothing with anybody other than Cowers players in the beginning of his tenure. He's been there since Roethlisberger was a sophomore. I, right. It was like I, early years. I don't, I'm, I don't have it in front of me right now. But, you know, it was Cowers well, and then Cowers bowed out. And I think he won. He won the Super Bowl in his second year, which was Roethlisberger's third year, maybe. It was the one versus Green Bay, correct? Yeah, yeah. Roethlisberger was was young, and and I mean, do remember when he used to run around? Remember when Roethlisberger used to like scramble and stuff? Yeah, well, remember Roethlisberger won his first Super Bowl, and he was 
fucking terrible versus the Seahawks. And yeah, it was awful. It was terrible, and that was the one that I mean, very reminiscent of the uh, 2020 political environment. That was when Mike Holmgren. That was Cower. That was that was uh, Cower versus Holmgren, and Holmgren yeah. went on a huge, huge campaign following that loss about how they won that Super Bowl and they got you know the the. Reps ripped him off. Rightfully, there was a lot of bad calls in it, but it was very eerily much like the 2020-2021 political environment here where there's a lot of complaints going on. But anyway, yes, it was a long time ago that Tomlin did something with Roethlisberger, and Roethlisberger was that young. Yeah, he was He was, young. He, he was like – I don't know if he ever ran like Josh Allen did, right? He never ran like that, but he – No, he, he was a, just a big dude, you know. Very similar stature to uh, – to Josh Allen, I, which which kind of leads into today's games, I'm I'm not as impressed as like Ben Roethlisberger in my mind has a better control, uh, has a better pass, you know, deep ball, uh, accurate. Uh, what's the correct word? Accurate deep ball than Josh Allen does, but Josh Allen and him have very similar strength in in arm, but. But it looks like Ben in his prime could could run nearly as good as as Allen can. So, you know, Josh Allen has has they just didn't run back in the day the way that they do now. It's just not a feature. I mean, it was Mike Mike Vick did it, but I mean, everybody else was more along the you know the Steve Young lines of where they would they would scramble for like fifteen ten yards, but it was part of their scramble. It wasn't you know an offensive weapon. Right, but here's what I'm trying to say, and, and this is kind of what I'm, I'm trying to lead to. In 10 years, right, this game is Lamar Jackson versus, versus Josh Allen. In 10 years, who do you think is really going to be playing still? Uh, well, ultimately, I don't know. In 10 years, I, I mean, I don't know. Probably both of them, but obviously Jackson, as his athletic ability winds down, if his passing game doesn't improve, you would imagine you'd see Allen longer. Right, I could imagine seeing Josh Allen until he's Ben Roethlisberger's age, like 37, 38. Yeah, all right, well, hold on. Before we get off the tracks here, because we got a little bit of a time constraint, why don't we hop in uh, first down, I'll just read off the uh, results from last week, and then we'll do the Saturday games into the Sunday games for second, third down, do our picks, and then we can wrap it up, because uh, Christopher is taking his uh, newborn son, not newborn, I guess, five months now, congratulations, uh, yeah. getting old there. I still haven't seen the little mugs, but... Uh, to uh, the Florida, which which Florida fair are you going to? Because we used to go to the one down in Miami, which is awesome. Oh no no no, that's the yeah that's the other one. No, we're going to the uh, Palm Beach County Fair with South Florida Fair. It's called. It's over there off of Southern Boulevard West, uh, the fairgrounds where the uh, where Dave Matthews plays at that what used to be the Cruising Amphitheater. Oh and now yeah it's yeah right the, right 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 okay. All right, I got you. All right, so we'll uh, we'll bang this out so we can do some family fun day here and then get into our football later on. We'll talk about it now, so let's fire up a little first down action. First down. Okay, so last week, here was the breakdown. The Dogs won 3-2 to two versus the Favorites. Oddly enough, the Dogs won two of those three games outright, and that was the Rams and the Browns. And if you're wondering why I made a point before about it, that was exactly the two teams that were the opposite of my parlay. So that's how that goes. Big movement from the Open was 1-1. One 
Uh, the Browns ended up, uh, that was a loss because the money was going toward the Steelers. And the other game that was a win, uh, if I'm not mistaken, was the Rams. The Rams saw money going their way, and they won outright. So the overs-unders were 3-3. Three and three. The teases, here you go, get this. The teasers, favorites were four and two. Dogs were six and oh. So if you teased the dogs last week, you did not lose. Total of 10 and two. If you want to know those two teams that could have lost with a tease out of all of 12 games, it was the Steelers and the Seahawks. Steelers and Seahawks featured by both me and Chris. It's like, you can't make this up. We're just failing everywhere. Uh, otherwise, road teams with a lot of money on them were 1-0. The Ravens had a ton of money coming in on them and they were victorious. And like I said, the big monies were the big money was 2-2 two two, um, as the Ravens and Saints saw the money coming in on them heavily. They won. Bills and Steelers saw the money coming in heavily on them and they lost. So that was uh, how we chopped it up. We've already talked about our bets and how those things shook out. The only other thing that I'll talk about before we kick this off is I was looking at DVOA, right? Because we talk about DVA, DVOA a bunch. Yeah, what Yeah, what do you pay for that? I don't. It's actually free. So Football Outsiders, <laughs> and I talked about this uh, the week it happened. Football Outsiders, it's free. You just got to go on their site. It used to be nothing. You used to just be able to hop on and look at it. Now you just have to give them your email and then you can look at it. Oh, um, no, they wouldn't let me look at it. I was trying to buy it. I mean, I was trying to look at it, and they wouldn't let me look at it without buying it. Really? Are you sure about that? I This was like two, three weeks ago. I I, I, I got to look at it. I, I, just, I could give you my, my name, uh, my user login, so that you could look at it. But um, I never had a problem with it after I signed up. It used to just be free. Now they ask you for your name. They might have money for deeper stats, right? Uh, data yeah. analytics are everywhere. But... Um, anyway, uh, there was the one thing I did notice looking at the 12 teams that played last week and this week is that the ones that lost, and we'll see if this follows through to this week, all had some kind of significant deficiency with the their offense or their defense. So, for instance, on defense, Pittsburgh was one, Washington was three, but those two teams' offenses were 10 and 12, respectively. And then on the offensive side, Tennessee was 2 and Seattle was 4, but their defenses were 10 and 12, respectively. So, I mean, we've gotten to the the playoffs here, and pretty much you, you really have to have a at least solid side of each aspect in that being offense and defense. I said that horrifically, and that was just terrible. But you can't really have any deficiencies on either side of the ball, right? And, I, I mean, were you shocked that Tennessee lost with their defense no. being as bad as they were? No. Even though, I, you know, it was their offense that kind of let them down in that game. And then Seattle, what was funny was that their <laughs> their deficiency was their defense, but then their offense dropped the ball. I mean, we both said that Seattle screwed that game up. Seattle, I don't understand why. It's Doesn't it seem every year, every year they come out of the gates firing? Like every year for the past three years, Russell Wilson is the MVP of the league after eight weeks of the season. And then they stop. Russell Wilson stops being Russell Wilson. 
Well, last year, they screwed up that entire playoff game because all they did was run the ball. Right? Remember, they, they, they ran the ball in that playoff game. They lost, and everybody was like, well, let Russ cook. What the hell happened? You had such a good passing offense, and then you ran the ball. And then this I, year, I, just, I, I don't know what the hell happened in that game. Uh, I mean, the fact that you lost to Wolford, who then was injured and handed it off to Goff, and you, you lost to a Goff that had a, a busted thumb. And you didn't even have Donald in the game. Donald went down. Cooper Cup went down. I mean, you could have taken away more of the Rams' best players. It was like, run, run, all right, third down and eight, pass, all right, incomplete, punt, run, run, third down and seven, pass, incomplete. Like, they, they were just, they just, the, the game plan was just, the well, game plan was terrible. Again, terrible. that's why, and I was trying to get into it before, we're, we're a little cramped for time, but the, the Pete Carroll being the coach of the Seahawks going forward should really be questioned because when this happens, all he does is he turns around and he fires somebody. So Daryl Bevel got fired and they brought in Schottenheimer. Now Schottenheimer got fired. And uh, who are they bringing in? Uh, Anthony Lynn is that what they're talking about? No, they're bringing in the freaking head coach from uh, Philadelphia. What? Oh, they're br- did they sign him already? Is that because today's Saturday? I didn't see that yesterday. He's going into interview today. Oh, they're going into interview, right? Okay, so Anthony Lynn, I think, interviewed yesterday. He might have been the lead candidate. So now they're looking at Doug Peterson. So it doesn't matter whoever they bring in. It's it's just you know, it's the fall guy for when things go awry for Pete Carroll, and he is, re- it, is it is it not me or is it not? I don't know. Mean, is it you? I've, I mean, is it me? I've been following football for, I don't know, since I could remember, you know, since you guys forced it upon me when I was three years old. Yeah, I don't know. We forced like, it upon you. Of course you did. Well, there was nowhere else to hang out in the house. It was hang out and watch football with, with Rich and Dad. Okay. Well, that's true. So, but I'm confused at how offensive coordinators wind up getting head coaching jobs when it just seems to me, after following it for over 30 years, that it tends to be offensive coordinators with really good players tend to have really good teams, not necessarily what the offensive coordinator is calling. Um, uh, 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 make that a smaller... <laughs> a smaller sentence for me to comprehend. How, how is... How is... Who is Brian Dobble? Without looking it up. Right. Okay. You mean the, the offense coordinator of the, of the Bills. Gotcha. Okay. Right. How is he getting a head coaching job when if he didn't have Josh Allen, he wouldn't have a team? Uh, if he didn't have Stephon Diggs, he wouldn't have a team. He hasn't had a team. I got you now. It's just how the NFL has rolled for eons, right? I, I mean, historically I, 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 speaking, if you want to go way back – in uh, in history, then that's really how it, everything happened, right? It was the head coach, and then there somebody on their staff, and then they got, or maybe somebody from college. But it was a lot less of a dice throw than you see now, for sure. But everybody's trying to get the next hottest thing. And that's- okay, so why not why not fire your coach and promote your own offensive coordinator? I think because when you hire a coach, you're hiring a system. And when you look to get a new coach, you're really looking for a change of system. So if you keep a a part of that system, you're not really purging what you want to get rid of. 
And I think when you get rid of a coach and you're trying to get a new coach, you're really looking for fresh starts. So you're not looking for a different variant of the old coach. You're looking for a new coach, new system, new approach, etc. Okay, so so then the Bills are going to have a whole new offense next year? Uh, I don't know. It, it really depends on if they want to keep what they have in place and then they'll try to find a coordinator who has a similar philosophy or in that case, maybe then you see one of the staff get promoted, right? That's where you would see staff stay. So Dable uh, takes off. And then you get, I don't know, the quarterback's coach, the tight end's coach, uh, an assistant head coach, somebody else take the reins and call the offense. Or maybe uh, what's-his-face calls the offense himself. You know? McDermott. Maybe maybe McDermott calls the offense himself. But, yes, I I understand what you're saying, but it's just because systems. When coaches go, it's a system purge. And so that's why you won't see the coordinators stay. But they do tend to throw the dice a little too much with some of these new guys, which is, I think, the question that you really have. I, I mean, I just there's so many new new names, and they just they just took Urban Meyer out of retirement, like from college, yeah, to, to, to be your head coach. I mean, and Urban Meyer, what, what the hell is Urban Meyer going to do? What is he going to do in the pros? Uh, well, what did he, I should say, reverse it. What did he do in college that thinks that you, he's going to bring some kind of success in the pros, right? Because college is, I mean, you saw it with Saban, right? College ends up being the talent that you pull in and recruiting. And then obviously it's just not to knock on Saban. Saban is very revolutionary, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You know, a lot of the things that he created is used on defenses across, you know, whatever, high school, college, pros. Um, but he didn't have so, so much success in the pros because, you know, players didn't like him. It just didn't work. You know, that was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But anyway, Urban Meyer, who the hell knows if it's going to work. I don't think it will, but he's got a quarterback, so uh, he's got his pick of it. Um, All right, so uh, we are going to uh, be a time crunch here, so let's kick it off. We'll do second down, and what we'll do is we will do the Saturday games coming up here, and we'll fire that up now. Second down. down. All right, so the first game, we will fly out to Lambeau Field, where the pack coming off of their number one seeded bye, will be hosting the Rams. This game to be played this afternoon, four and change. It is a line of six and a half in favor of the Packers. The Sharps have not taken any kind of action on this game. The Pack uh, are seeing the tickets and the money come in on their side. 59% of the tickets, 56% of the money. The over-under here is 45.5. So, on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, do you see the Packers covering this seven points versus the Rams? I'll be honest, I'm surprised the spread is a little more. Oh, he cleared his throat, folks. Sorry about that. That's okay. um, why do you, why do you why do you think it should be more? Because I, I don't know. I, I'm not 
really sold on the Rams with Goff. I know what they did last week. It was a lot of Cam Akers. You know, if you look at the box score, uh, you know, Akers helped out a ton. Uh, Goff didn't have a terrible game. He had a, a high, let's say, QBR was 93-1. He threw 9-19 for 155. But he's 9 for 19 for 155. And then Cam Akers for 30 totes of the rock. Going to be enough to stay with the Packers, who are just going to pump it downfield. Now, the the Rams have a strong defense. I get it, but I don't know. I, I mean, they lost Donald last week to Bruce Ribs, and he said he's going to be fine this week. I'm sure they'll shoot him up. But I, he didn't even get back in the game last week. I was shocked that he didn't come back in. I know, and he was on the sideline. He was kind of laughing at the end, and then they did, didn't play him. But, I mean, they really – I didn't. they didn't even feel – they either didn't feel the need or they couldn't shoot him up to subside the pain to get him back on the field. And I think that's a concern for today. I don't – they didn't play this year, right? The Packers and the Rams? I don't – I have to pull up their schedules. I don't know. but I'm, I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do against Devontae Adams because we've been talking about it all week. That Manchild. I mean, all year that he's so good, and if you can just figure out a way to constantly shadow him and and double him, then he, you're going to have to Aaron Jones and uh, MVS and Alan Lazard and Robert Tunyon are going to have to beat you. You know, right? Like and they featured Dylan toward the end of the year too, so we'll see well, if he, Jamal, he gets some play. What's his name? Jamal Williams was hurt. I, he might still be hurt. Jamal Williams. Um, but yeah, right. AJ Dillon's another piece there. So I don't know. Like that's it. They kind of frame their whole team on defense, right? Like Rams whole franchise was based on one of the best offenses in the league. And now it's, it's totally framed around. We spent a lot of money on defense. We are going to build a good defense and then hope that our offense can just this Sean McVay system can work good, well enough. And we get good golf for a day and and just barely get through every game. I, I mean, if they were to get good golf again, I think that the Rams probably would win this game. I, I, I have not been sold on the Packers all year. Uh, I think their defense is really sketchy. And if you want to talk about DVOA, Packers are one in offense, 17 in defense. The Rams are the invert of that. They're 10 on offense, four on defense. So you got one team better on offense, the other team better on defense. Um, I just have been skeptical of the Packers all year. And then whenever I go and pull the trigger on that, it blows up in my face. Every time. Every, Every time. And then the week that I don't pick them, it, it goes exactly that way. So I agree. I think with, I think with a good golf, that the Rams probably should win this game. All things considered, if they were healthy enough and Donald could play, um, golf the way he is now, no Donald. That makes me skeptical of it. I'll be honest. I'm picking the Packers here and the six and a half. Uh, no, I'm gonna take the Rams, and I'm gonna take. Uh, it I'll is take a lot six. of points. Yeah, it's. I I'm gonna take the six and a half. Just. Just because I, I, after watching them play numerous weeks in a row, now I had, I, I didn't watch the Rams all year. I just, they're just ugly. They're just, they're, uh, every game they play is just ugly, but uh, I, their defense is really good. And I, I just, I, I can't, I can't look past how good their defense has been. 
Yeah, it really has been the standout side of the ball all year and has gotten better as time has gone on. Leonard Floyd, who the Giants, if you'll remember this from drafts back, was penciled into the Giants until the Giants basically told all 32 teams in the league that they were going to draft him, and then Chicago traded up and snagged them in front of him. Another Jerry Reese uh, you know, gem right there. However, they didn't keep him. He went to Los Angeles this year and had a phenomenal year and a great week last week. So, you know, that obviously has helped that defense along with Donald uh, and a couple of the other guys they got. Who is that? Leonard Floyd, the linebacker. Oh, I didn't know the Giants had it. We're going to take him. Oh, that was their, that was their guy. They, I mean, they told everybody and their brother they were taking him. And then Chicago well, said, he, oh, okay, he, well. He didn't do that well in Chicago. He didn't. He was hurt a bunch. He was hurt a bunch. And then it was, oh, well, <laughs> you know, the Giants lucked out because th- this guy turned out not to be that great. And yeah, all- now he's a monster. And my only point was that he was ju- he's just had a better season this year, and he had a phenomenal last week. He was all over the fucking field. He was really yeah. good. Um so anyway, I'm going Packers. You're going to go Rams. The over-under in this one is 45 and a half. Now, last week our over-unders, um, you know, I should have talked about this earlier, but I was two for two by the skin of my teeth. I had the Bills-Colts under, and I had the Ravens-Titans under, which is pretty much a lock. What was your over-unders? I, I know that you went Rams-Seahawks, but I think you went over, right? I, I was looking for it, and my wife used the – she must have used the piece of paper – I was writing on I'm pretty much, uh, my pick, pretty much picks on it. I couldn't find it. All right. I'm pretty sure you went Seahawks, Rams over, and then Saints, Bears. I think you went under. Um, regardless, but the 45 and a half here, I don't have a, a read on that at all. So I stayed away I went from under. You, I went under. You like the under on this one? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, if anything, I probably would lean over only because it, it se- this seems to be one of those games that they'll probably score, but I don't know. Well, I, I'm picking the Rams to win. If you're picking the Rams to win, I think you're going to go under. If you're picking the, the Packers to win, I think you're going to go over. Yeah, true. That, fair enough. And that's the opposite side of the coin that we're on, so that makes sense there. So I guess, yeah, if I was to go one way, um, I probably would go over. And you are going the other way, obviously, with the Rams. And you're going to under. So, Eggy Boy's on the opposite sides of the spectrum there. I'm going Pack. You're going Rams. And we'll head out to the night game. Eight and change. This game on NBC. Played at Bills Stadium. Bills hosting the Ravens. NBC. And we'll see how many times that the great Al Michaels can fuck up tonight's broadcast. Dude, dude, what what was that? What's his name? Uh was it was it on CBS or maybe I was I was listening to was Al Michaels talking about the CBS guy that died? I don't I, I don't know what you're referencing, so The guy that used to say um the CBS uh slogan. What was the CBS slogan back in the day? Oh my God! I don't know. Uh, you're watching. Uh, C, uh, you're watching CBS. I don't. I. I don't know. The only person that I know that was affiliated with any kind of network was, for years and years and years, James Earl Jones used to be the voice for CNN, because it was always Darth Vader was telling you this is CNN. But I don't remember anybody else uh, penned to one of the other teams. Oh, uh, teams. I'll Sorry, have to networks. look it up. Uh, But anyway, this game uh, on NBC tonight, Bills currently favored by two and a half points. The over-under in this one is 49 and a half. 
The Bills currently have the tickets on their side, 54% of the tickets are picking on the Bills. Meanwhile, 52% of the money is on the Ravens. This game is pretty even, Steven. So the Bills are featuring a offense ranked fifth DVOA, defense of twelfth, and the defense really let up in the in the fourth quarter of last week's game. And then the Ravens, you have pretty much right in the middle of the pack. Their DVOA was eleven to end the year on offense, and their defense was nine. So does the darling child that everybody has been hoping to see perform better in the postseason and did last week? Does Lamar Jackson continue here? playing against a very mediocre Bills defense. I think so. Right. Don't you? I, I, I very much do. Um, I was not impressed at all with the Bills defense. I Again, and we might have talked about this last week, it's the lack of players, I think, on their side. You know, Tredavious White, I guess, but outside of him, I mean, really who? You know? I mean, Matt Milano at linebacker? You know, there's a little bit of a weakness there. And they have some, yeah. you know, other guys that they've picked that are young. However, I don't know if they're going to be able to contain this rushing attack. Because, I mean, the Colts were pretty successful last week. Taylor, I don't know. Taylor had were 78 yards. Hines had 75 yards. Hines had 75 yards on some ridiculous plays. Yeah, I mean, uh, 33 of those was on one run, so. Yeah. I I don't know. I I, I don't know if, I don't know what the Bills are going to do on defense, man. Like, what are they just, they're going to have to spy him. It's not going to snow, right? Uh, I, you know, it's probably something, talking about the game, betting that uh, you should look at. I have not looked at the game because I don't really think w- weather will be a factor. Oh, uh, it's going to snow at Lambeau? Um, I'm just seeing that now. Son of a... Well, I mean, th- th- is that going to affect your Rams pick? I mean, I think that would probably push more no, toward the Rams. I'm thinking more. I'm just thinking more uh, fantasy stuff. Oh, uh, oh yes. So, let's see here. I wanted to look this up because this was important with Lamar Jackson, who said this week he's never played in a snow game before. So, it's this cloudy tonight's weather forecast tonight. Okay. So, I, it doesn't well, look he, like it. Looks, it no. looks like it's going to be nice. He, so he, here's the deal. So, the, the first game today, 34 and overcast. Tonight's game, 30 and overcast. Both games outdoors, yeah. it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. That's it. Yeah, so that's good. That's better for, for Lamar and, and Dobbins. I I, I kind of love Dobbins. I just, I, I think Yeah, you've been talking him up for weeks now. He's just so good. And if they just got rid of Gus Edwards, he could be a true, you know, three down back. But what they're doing is scaring people so much now that Hollywood Brown's getting a hundred yards, you know, or he's getting like 70 yards and two touchdowns like every week. Like the, the running is like having Dobbins there is scaring opponents so much so that it's actually opening up lanes for Lamar Jackson to pass. Yeah. Well, so I, I, I don't know. I'm still skeptical of his offense. I know what you're saying there, that the the power of the rushing game is opening up some of 
the passing passing potential. Um, I'm still a little skeptical of it. It's not good. It's not a good passing offense. I it, it should like, be enough no, for this game. No way. It should be enough. It's not what it was last year. Last year they used to torch people through the air. It was crazy. Oh, I know. And anybody that had Mr. Jackson in fantasy reaped the benefits of that because they got the double dip. It was crazy. It's crazy how they reverted to I, – I don't even know. I, I don't know if it's that uh, – I don't know. I, well, regardless, it's, that's not here or there. But Bills are very good. That's why I'm sh- I'm shocked that this, this isn't – a 57 over under, right? Like, I think this is going to be a, a ridiculously high scoring game. Like, I think the fi- of all the picks the entire weekend, I feel as if the over under 49.5 over is the best bet of the week. Oh, wow. I, I actually, I don't, I, again, I didn't have a lean on this one. Um, however, I did think over. So, so my mentality was different on that one. I think that the Bills are going to have a little bit of dif- uh, difficulty with the Ravens' defense. That's why. Um, I don't. I don't. Everyone talks up the Ravens' defense. Who have they stopped? They're not. They, they're not earth shattering. And some of this was Tennessee's fault. But I mean, Derrick Henry had forty yards. Ryan Tannehill was eighteen of twenty six for one sixty four, one sixty five. I I mean that that Tennessee Titan offense was for DVOA ending the season and got their offensive coordinator, Mr. Smith, a head coaching gig uh, down in Atlanta, or at least that's what it, it seems like. Um, if they haven't signed him already, maybe they did yesterday, but anyway, that's what they were talking. Um, so they did hold a pretty stout offense to nothing last week. I mean, they scored three points in the second half. Yeah, true. I just kind of felt like that was... That was like a wave of, you know, uh, it just they, they had a really good half, you know. I just, I think it was, I don't think that was actually them being that good. I got you. But, okay, so if you question the Ravens' defense, are you, I mean, this is just, a, at two and a half, this is a coin flip. You're basically taking the Ravens' money line or the Bills, you know, in the points. No, I'm taking Ravens' money line. Yeah, yeah as am I. Uh, I'm with you there. I, I had the Ravens penciled in on this one, and I, and I thought for sure you were going to go with the Ravens on this one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm just, talk, I'm just talking over under. I, I, I literally right now I'm just I, I, I'm locked in on the Ravens all the way. I before the the playoffs began, I play in like three different playoff fantasy uh, leagues, and the one league, you, the whole goal from from the first set of players you pick is to kind of have a mixture of your two Super Bowl teams. And my pick since day one has been the Ravens and the Packers. Right, okay. So, I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm heavy on on what Lamar Jackson did at the end of the year. All right, well, I got you. I, I was not big on the Ravens, but they got into the playoffs and they were super hot. They're very much like an NCAA tourney team that got hot or the Giants from their two title runs when they got hot in the wild card spot. So we will see what happens tonight with that Raven team and if they can upset the Bills at home. But that'll wrap up Saturday games. Let's go to the Sunday games. Third down. All right, and so for the first game on Sunday, and these games get screwy times because they try to bleed into that prime time. So the first game, 
will be around 3 o'clock. It is going to be the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. Oh, is, isn't it nice to have a, a stadium that doesn't have some stupid corporate sponsor? <laughs> Just an old school stadium. So why do the uh, who so do the Chiefs just own the stadium? Well, no, I, they, for whatever reason, and again, as not a Chief uh, connoisseur, uh, I don't know. But they just haven't mortgaged off the rights to Arrowhead. It's still just Arrowhead Stadium. Well, three of these. So the Bills didn't do the it either. That's just called Bills Stadium. I think that's in the process. I, I looked it up last week. I think it's in like the process of transfer or something, or they're they're looking to. Either a new building or sell the rights. So it's just Bills yeah. now because the old one expired. Um, but yeah. uh, yes, you're right. Lambo, Bills, Arrowhead all don't have any kind of corporate sponsorship. Well, Lambo's, de- Lambo's definitely never done it. I don't think Arrowhead's ever done it, right? Uh, I don't – you know, I looked and I didn't see because I was trying to see if they went the Denver Broncos route where they did, uh, you know – Invesco Field at Mile High Stadium, right? And so yeah. trying to salvage the historic thing. You know, J- the Jets and the Giants, neither of them, well, the Jets didn't give a shit. But the Giants were just like, ah, f- fuck Giant Stadium. We'll take the, uh, we'll take MetLife's money. So Giant Stadium, which always used to be great, became MetLife Stadium. You know, so on and so forth down the thing. But um, I don't think Lambo has any kind of corporate sponsorship attached to blah, 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 you know, at Lambo Field. Um, but I couldn't find it with Arrowhead stadium either um so anyway it, it is nice that lambo and arrowhead some his, historic stadiums still rocking here in 2021 so um anyway chiefs will be hosting this game there at said arrowhead stadium versus the browns it is a 10 point line in favor of the chiefs you thought it was going to be heavy and it was they're giving them the full 10 as of this morning uh right now the chiefs oddly enough are not featuring any of the tickets or the money in their favor. It is 54% of the tickets coming in on the Browns, 63% of the money coming in on the Browns. So the over-under here is 57 points. So not looking for a ton of defense in this one. So with two teams that feature the Chiefs, 22nd DVOA defense, and the Browns, 25 DVOA defense, do you think we see over the 57? Do you think it's a shootout? And if it's a shootout, is it enough to get the Browns to cover that 10? No. <clears throat> and we, we talk about it all the time. Chiefs don't cover big spreads, except when they're in the playoffs. I feel like they're going to definitely cover today. I, I agree. And I <laughs> and I think, I, I think this is a, another one of those games where if you take the Chiefs, you're going to take the under. But if you take the Browns, you're going to take the over. Okay, I, I see what you're saying there. Um, it's funny. We'll, we'll I'll leave that open for later. Uh, however, I do agree with you in the sense that the Chiefs have not, and I've heard this all week long, the Chiefs don't cover big spreads. They don't do it. I, I have trouble thinking the Browns are going to be able to continue what happened last week when they fronted them a four-score lead. And they still got that game to two scores. Yep. And they could have gotten it to 11, right? Yep. So even with a four-score lead, the Browns ultimately just hit a wall. Because as I was trying to hit the uh, crash and I hit jackpot, so that's just 
awesome podcasting. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, they just hit the wall and then couldn't get anything going to the point that you kind of thought that the Steelers had a chance there. You're not going to get that same luxury here today with the Chiefs. And, I no. mean, even if you give them the four-score lead, the Chiefs could make that back infinitely easier than the Steelers. I, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm shocked the Steelers even came back in that game. That was kind of crazy and whatever. But the Chiefs and, and the, Bra- the Browns have, have run into, if, I'll say this, if the Browns win this game, the Browns will go to – I feel like the Browns could go to the Super Bowl. Like if the Browns get through this, these two teams, the Steelers and the Chiefs, we could see a Browns-Packers Super Bowl. Are you Browns- just, Hold on, but are you Saints? saying that only because of momentum? Because let's be honest about this Browns team. We've never talked them up all year long. They, they suck. They suck. <laughs> That's exactly what he is. Yep. They, they do. They just suck, but they – I don't know, man. I don't know if, like – Chubb's really good. I shouldn't say they suck. Chubb is very good. And yeah. Hunt, Hunt is a great change of pace back. Landry is a very good possession receiver. And Baker Mayfield is serviceable at times. He has been more serviceable in the second half of the season, as much as I love to shit all over Baker Mayfield, yeah. because uh, metaphorically, obviously, uh, you know, in reality, that'd be weird. But he's been better in the second half of the year. And so you, you can't knock him all that much. I just, again, he's not a pocket passer. I know that he scrambles, so he extends these plays, which helps the offense out. They've definitely tuned some things in in this down the stretch here like Austin Hooper right he was absent the entire season yeah remember he was a big get for them and then he didn't do anything all year long he was a fantasy cut constantly yeah I, I I they just figured out a formula that's working right now right I Agree, and I think that that's the part that you have to give him credit for is that Stefanski has this team dialed in to what they you know, like to do and what is most successful, and they have that really rocking here going in to this game versus the Chiefs. But I don't know if it's going to be enough, right? This is where you see the Chiefs tune it up. Yeah, I agree. That's 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 kind of what I what we've been talking about on the phone too. Is that you can just foresee the Chiefs and Andy Reid using this as a message to the rest of the league, like we're gonna hammer the Cleveland Browns by forty. We're not pulling our players. I don't care if we're up by thirty-five points in the third quarter. Our Hey! As you can hear in the background, my youngest son, Mason, has uh, joined the fray with one of my uh, microphones that is not plugged in, which is why you only hear uh, the small echoes of his velvety uh, tones here in the background. 
So, uh, <laughs> all right, this is come everything coming to a halting crash. So, uh, uh, hold on, a quick pause here. And we're back. Uh, so, anyway, now that we got my youngest son, Mason, love him, but he's got to go. Actually, is battling COVID right now, which is kind of a nightmare as he breathed all over my microphone and my microphone cover. Oh, but uh, I'm not using that one right now, so that's fine. I got my headset on, so I'll just have to spray that after the fact. But let's go back. Here we go. Chiefs, Browns. I don't even remember where we left off here, but is there... Is there any way that Browns win this game? No. Right? No. I, I I don't even think it's... I mean, maybe a Chiefs implosion, which you really have not seen. Not I, since... Not since they played the Raiders. Not... I, I can't... T- maybe the Panthers. that they, they kind of imploded against the Panthers and barely won that game. Uh, I mean, the Super Bowl, you saw Mahomes implosion, and then he picked it up in the second half, and they won. Yeah, he blew up. Remember how bad he was in that in that Super Bowl. So, um, so the Broncos game, they kind of imploded a little bit. I guess this is all right. So you want to use DVOA as a measuring stick? Here you go, offense. Cleveland, right? So the offense of these two teams is the Chiefs are two and the Browns are nine. DVOA offense. However, here's the here's the avenue of Cleveland success here this week. Offense, Cleveland, is number seven rush DVOA. You mentioned it before. They've got Hunt. They've got Chubb. Kansas City defense, 22 overall, 31 against the rush. Next to last. Can they leverage that? Those are such loaded statistics, dude. What is their passing's probably top five, right? Uh, who? Kansas City? Yes. No, 16. Oh. Oh, I'm thinking of the other I'm, stats. I'm not think I'm not thinking uh, 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 DVOA. I'm not I'm I'm oh. Yeah, no. In like DVOA, th- I'm just doing the end of the year. So the end of the year stop. That's what it was because that's the biggest pool of data that you have. So, yeah, if you're talking statistics of for some reason the the loaded statistics of of against the pass as a t- as a defense, they were like third in the league, and that's because everybody had to throw against them, so they always knew everyone was going to throw against them, and they were always ready for it. Um. No, the, there's no way the Browns win this game. I, I mean, I will say this: I think that their utilization of the run game, which I think is going to come into play in their strategy, could definitely factor in to the over/under. The over/under here is 57 points, and this is one of my two picks coming up down the road. Is that I, I'm I, I am definitely going the under here uh, at 57 points. 57 is a lot of points for Cleveland to score when they scored four of their touchdowns in a quarter last week. Yeah, oh, I agree. That's that's why I that's why I'm I'm on the under too. This is what I was saying before. I'm I'm 100% on the under. So, you're going to be going on the under. What are you going to be picking here? Is the 10 points too much for you to pick against the Chiefs? No, like I was saying, I I don't think Andy Reid's pulling his starters. I don't think this is going to be closer than a 14-point game most of the game. 
you know, I think they're going to play it until the final whistle, and and I think they're going to win. They probably win by, I don't know, 17 to 24 points. Yeah, all right. I'm in with you. I also am picking the Chiefs here. So we both got the Chiefs, and it looks like we both have the unders in this one. And that leaves the final game of the weekend, the 6 o'clock game. This one in a dome. No, not historic anymore. It's not the Superdome. It's the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. So I guess Superdome's still there a little bit. But you've got the New Orleans Saints hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Saints currently favored by three. The Saints have nothing coming in on them, much like this Chiefs. It's all on the Bucs, not heavy. But the Bucs are featuring 54% of the tickets, 59% of the money. The Saints are seven DVOA offense, two uh, defense. The Bucks are three offense and five defense. You ask me... Uh, and you got a, a over under here of 51 and a half points. You ask me, this is probably the game I want to watch the most. I don't know if it's going to be the best played of the games, but this is the one that I'm most intrigued in. I want to see Breeze Brady, and I hope that they both perform well. So, who do you like? Uh, all right. So, I, I'm going with the Bucks in this one, outright to win. And the reason being is I know that New Orleans defense has been stout, really good. And we've talked about the Bucks defense, how they were really good in the beginning of the year and they really fallen apart, especially their passing defense has not been fantastic. I just think in this game that the Saints offense, I mean, maybe Kamara comes through and has another monster game. I, I'm, I get really scared of Breeze in these spots. Now, Brady has been the one, really, because Breeze has been hurt most of the season, but Brady's been the one that has dropped the ball in spots like this. You know, he has a great game, great game, and then he just stinks up in, in you know, rather big game or something significant. Um, but I'm going Bucks here. I, I like the Bucks to win outright. I think that Breeze might have a little bit of difficulty here. Um, but I would not be surprised with New Orleans defense being as strong as they played uh, down the stretch that they pull this game out. I do think one of the added bonuses for the Bucks is that they've been playing way better talent. And so I think that they're better prepared for a game such as this. And they have better top ten top end talent. I mean, you've got Gronk who in a small spot could blow up. You have uh Mike Evans, you have Godwin, you have Antonio uh Brown. You know, I just I'm picking those people over what the Saints have done, which is basically Kamara and a bunch of you know, who was the guy last week that that blew up? Uh, uh, Deontay, Deontay Harris. Something. Deont- yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> Deontay Johnson is the uh, is the Deontay Harris. You know, I, I mean, Peyton, uh, Sean Payton is fantastic, but I, how often can you pull that off? And are you going to be able to do it against the Bucks? So anyway, there's my uh, brief synopsis of what I think and what I'm going with. So I ask you. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't. It is going to be a good game. I'm very intrigued to watch what how this plays out. But I'm reading the news about Taysom Hill as we speak. I guess Taysom Hill is very questionable to play. I don't, I don't yeah, know how he's much questionable. It, somebody else is questionable too. Um, I, I don't know how much that really matters, but. 
I guess he's great for a gadget play or two every game. Like I, to me, it just doesn't matter. But I am, I'm, 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 I'm excited to see the Breeze Brady matchup, and I, I'm on the opposite side of the fence than you are on this because they tend to play really, really good at home in big spots in prime time. Right. And I, Michael Thomas looked really good last week. And I, I, I think that he is going to be a massive factor in this game. And Kamara is so good. And the Bucks defense is trending backwards, not forwards. Um, I, I'm with you that the Saints defense isn't nearly as good as they're hyped up to be. But they're not going to have a running game. It doesn't matter. They're going to pass the ball anyway. They're not going to try and rush their way to a victory against the, the Saints. I don't know. This is a really tough game. I'm surprised it's three points. I would, I, you'd think it'd be like a pick em. Um, That Well, I mean, I'm, it basically is, right? It, it's home field advantage given the three points. Even the home field isn't really worth anything. Right. I, right. I will say I had hesitation picking the Bucks because... Whenever you lose a lineman, the the game before to uh, when you're playing. All right, so you lose Kappa. Uh, Alex Kappa goes down. He's the starting right guard. Whenever you lose a starting lineman, and then you got to go in on the road versus a tough defense, that always scares me because you know the line is usually the train that moves the 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 rest of the offense. And I'm a little concerned that they'll be able to put somebody in his place uh, to, you know, fill such a void. Again, right guard, it's not like left tackle. However, it's still significant. Um, and I I don't know. It, that was my only cause of concern is that if that screws up the line and their line play and all of a sudden you see just Brady going down and the Saints offense, I mean defense, just lighting them up, this obviously blows up in my face. Um, I'm not really, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm going with the box and I'm hoping that doesn't happen. It's not that big of a, uh, an issue, but you never know. All right. Ranking the four games, confidence with the spreads. How would you rank them this, uh, this week? Your four picks confidence that they're going to cut, that they're going to. Well, all right. So you're, are you picking the Bucks or the saints in this game, by the way? I'm, I'm picking the, the saints. All right. So you're going saints here. Um, and over under fifty one and a half. Uh, before we I get put, off, I put I put over. I this I can't believe this is fifty one. This is another one that I'm like, I, this isn't going to be a defensive matchup. This is going to be a quick quick score, quick score, quick score, quick score. Yep, I'm with you on that one. I also picked the over here on fifty one and a half. So, um, all right, continue. You want the four games ranked in like if we were doing super picks? Yeah, your confidence. Of, of of one one through four, like my number one would be the Ravens. I think that's the that's my my best, my most confident. Okay, game. so I I got your game. Uh, yes, um, my number one team would be Ravens as well. So who's your number two? I'm probably gonna go Chiefs. Uh, yeah, Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs as well. Your number three, Rams. Mine is Bucks to win. Okay. So that's where we're different. So the, the Rams Packers game is the one that scares you the most. 
it's six and a half. My my fear is that the Packers don't cover. Right. I I, I think I'm more scared of the Packers not covering the six and a half than I am of the Bucks losing. Yeah, okay. See that's that's I'm more scared of the Bucks losing than the Rams not uh uh the Bucks winning than the Rams not covering. Yeah, I so we differ uh, heavily on the Rams Packers game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually I, I got the Rams winning. I can see them winning outright. Can you not see them winning outright? You can't see a way that they win? Yes, because again, I, I haven't been sold on the Packers all season only because their defense is not great. You know, you're talking DVOA 17 defense, and that defense has really benefited uh, from. I don't know, games where the offense took over, if you want to put it that way. So that's what scares me the most, is that the Packer, I, I, is that the Packers' defense can't keep up with here. And if that's the case, and the Rams' offense is able to muster up some kind of game, maybe they go, you know, the run first, Super Bowl, you know, Giants, whatever, 25 approach, where you're just going to run the shit out of the ball and play defense, and then, yeah, and then they win the game. So um, I could yeah. see the Rams winning. You know, I picked the Packers. Yeah. It's just not the way that I, I want the game to happen, and I'm picking it, but I could see it the other way, yes. Yeah, the Saints-Bucks game is the game that scares me the most because I really have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, no. There's too, there's too many possibilities. There's too many, uh, uh, what's what's the word? Uh, um, there's too many different players that can have a massive uh, effect on the outcome of that game. Okay. I'm with you. I, I, I can see you know it. I mean? Yeah, like I got it. It could be, it could be, I could, right off the top of my head, could, Antonio Brown could have a massive, sure. you know, Rob Gronkowski could out of nowhere could, could have a massive effect on this game. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette. What well, is Jones playing or is he in? Jones, Jones. Oh, oh, game time decision. They haven't announced it yet. And this game's tomorrow, so they're not going to say anything until tomorrow. Right, 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 right. So, so that's just on the one side of the ball. Then you're talking Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Jared Cook. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's a lot It's a lot more dynamic than the Packers and the Rams. The Packers and Rams are just going to be basically, you know, the, the Packers do what the Packers do, and then whether or not Goff wants to decide to play this week. Right, exactly. I mean, that's it. So, um, and if, if Goff doesn't play, then it's just going to be Acres and Ken Acres and defense, you know, win the game for him. So, all right. So I, I get where you're at. All right, we, we're one hour in. Let's wrap this up. Let's get our bets in here, and then you go to said fair. I go and probably do some other home stuff with the kitties, and then get ready for that three o'clock game. So let's uh, fire it up here. Fourth down. All right. I will let you begin here, sir, with what you got lined up for Saturday and Sunday. What do you got? All right. So I'm going to do I'm going to do a mix of a money line parlay and, and a team with some points. So I'm going to go Rams money line. I'm going to go Ravens money line. And then I'm going to take the Saints laying the three points. All right. So hold on. Say that again. Rams money line. Yep. 
Ravens money line. Yup. Okay. And then Saints laying the three. Saints with a three. Yep. And that's your that's your parlay. That's my one. Yep, that's my one parlay. Okay. All right, and then that's for twenty five bucks. That's gonna pay out three seventy. Okay. All right, and then I am going to do another parlay where I'm gonna take the Saints and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So Saints minus three, Chiefs minus ten. And I'm gonna do fifty on that. Okay. All right, and that is to pay out around one seventy-five. All right. All right, and then uh, you want me to do my teasers too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead with your teasers. So my teasers, I'm gonna take all four, all four games. I'm gonna use my. My first parlay with the Rams, the Ravens, and the Saints, and then I'm going to add the Chiefs to it. Okay. And I'm going to that gets the Rams to, to plus twelve and a half, the Ravens to plus eight and a half, the Chiefs to minus four, and the Saints to plus three. That's fifty to pay one. Okay. All right, and then my last bet. Is just going to be a hundred straight up on the Ravens. A hundred straight up on the Ravens. Okay. Can you hear the uh, the terrors upstairs going nuts? Oh, I can. I can hear it. I'm sure you're excited <laughs> for that. Oh, nuts! So, all right. So we've got the two parlays, the teaser, and the Ravens uh, with a hundred. And if you, if you don't hear music in the background, I had to kill it because for some reason there's some kind of uh, competing uh, deal with you and that music. And then you get all garbled when you do these picks. So I just uh, killed the background music. So um, anything else other than those two parlays, the teaser and the Ravens? No, that's it. Okay. That's it. I, I started the week. Uh, I still got 850 in the kitty from the very get-go. So I'm risking about 225 this week. Good, good, pretty good payout. You know, around uh, I don't know five, five seventy five, six seventy five. So cash out 225 to cash out around 900 if all hit. That's great. Uh, I am the complete opposite. So over to me. I have nothing left in my kitty, and I've gone through both of my bankrolls, and it's just gotten ugly, uglier and uglier each week. Uh, I think last week was basically whatever I had left, and the Steelers got me there um, as they screwed up that that one tease. So these are all uh, just for shits and giggles. You can take them and put whatever you want on them. I didn't even bother to do the money because unlike Chris, I don't really have a bankroll to be playing with right now. So my parlay, I went Ravens, Bucks, Moneyline, Parlay. That's it. I just went Ravens to win, Bucks to win. I like both those two teams. They're both, uh, you know, basically coin flip games. You know, it's not a crazy parlay, but I love the Ravens and then I'm picking the Bucks. So if I'm picking the Bucks, I might as well pick them on the money line. And those were the two games. Again, the Packers, I don't, I'm, I'm questionable at that six and a half. And the Chiefs, 
Chiefs, 10 points is 10 points. And it's a little nuts for me to take the 10. So I took the two teams that I liked that were dogs plus the money line because they're only three points. The tease that I picked was the four games. And the way that I went was I went the Bucks getting nine. I did the Ravens getting eight and a half. I brought the Packers down to a win. And then I took the Browns and I juiced them up to 16. I guess you could have went the other route with the Chiefs and brought them down to four. But for whatever reason, the freaky Browns win uh, scared me enough that I said, you know what, what what would I like to have more, either the Chiefs in the four or the Browns in the 16? And I went Browns 16. So again, my parlays, Ravens, Bucks, and my tees, Browns, Packers, Ravens, and Bucks. And so that leaves us to our over-unders. And again, last week, I think you went 1-1. One one. I went 2-0, and oh, but by the skin of my teeth, because I picked the Colts-Bills under, and uh, it was 51.5, and, and it was 51 was the score. So um, this game, we kind of talked about it, but what are you picking for your over-under picks here? The two of the four, I'm going to use the Ravens over 49.5 and, and the Chiefs under 57. Okay, so those are your two, are the Ravens over and the Chiefs under. Um, I was taught, and then you also said you liked the Packer Rams under, but that's not the one that you're using for your two. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that game a lot too, but I, if it snows or if it's, if it's just miserable out, you never know. That could that could just be a, a really low scoring game. Sure. Um, the way that I went, so the one game that I was on the fence about was the Bills and the Ravens, and you you actually picked that as an over. I, I kind of I sided a little bit on the under, but it wasn't enough because I liked two of these other over unders more, and that was the Chiefs Browns game. I'm with you right there. I also picked under here at 57 and a half points. And then the last game is the Saints-Bucks. I took the over in that game. 51 and a half points, and I know that everybody's talked up the Saints defense, but I think that this game will be pretty much a shootout. Uh, I, I just think there's going to be a lot of offense in this game, so 51 and a half points didn't scare me. So those were the two that I took. We're both on board, though, with Chiefs-Browns under 57. And you know that that means that means that it's going to be an over. <laughs> that that's the way it always plays out. Yes? No? Did I lose you? I, I'm I'm laughing. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm yeah. Laughing. No, I, I can't see you, so I I, I can't. Uh, I don't know how to gauge uh, what's going yeah, on yeah, on the yeah, other yeah. end of the. No, uh, I'm, I'm I'm laughing, and then I'm I'm hearing babies crying, or I'm hearing something in the background, dude. You ne- no one ever told me that when you have a baby. And even if the baby's not crying, you still randomly hear crying at random points of the day. So I will just be sitting there and I will randomly out of nowhere hear babies crying. And then I look around. There's no babies crying. <laughs> no. It's just like this natural reaction to life. Well, you have one. If you're fortunate enough to have a second or a third, you're going to see everything uh, amplify as time goes on. And it just gets nutty to the point that you just heard my two kids bouncing around the walls, screaming, and yeah, now they're Nerf gun artillery downstairs. There's just shooting everything all over the place. COVID going around the house. It's like, it's just an absolute just mess. So with that, uh, we're out. You're going to the fair, and then we've got football for the rest of the day, rest of the weekend, actually. 
So, Chris, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I am sure I will talk to you one way or the other over the next 48 hours. You got it. Adios. All right. Peace out. Everybody else, thank you for listening. Enjoy your Saturday-Sunday slate of football, and we will talk to you later next week. Peace.